Hey, it's Clay. Welcome to another episode of the Money with Clay podcast. And I'm just going to hop right in. Politicians apparently think that we, as a general public, are total idiots. And in many cases, people are idiots. I was an idiot. I have no problem saying that. But the power in saying that you're an idiot is the fact that, well, you acknowledge that. And when you acknowledge that you are the idiot, well, that's a problem. But at least you are the problem because when you are the problem, you are also the solution. Something that I've talked about time and time again and that I am a firm believer in and wish a little bit more of the world kind of had that mentality because, again, instead of always blaming external forces, if you blame the person in the mirror, well, then that's that's a that's a freeing thing to do. That's a refreshing thing to do because that means you are also the solution. And we have an instance here, and I've talked about this before, but it's been a while. In fact, it might've been one of the first podcasts I did or maybe one of the, the first videos I did on the, the Money With Clay YouTube channel. But point being, it's popped up once more and it's just such a, a, a fallacy. It's not true. It's very misleading the way it is presented. And while I get kind of, I mean, I understand the angle that this person is taking, but it's just simply not a true angle. You could totally take another angle because once more, it's it boils down to, and this is why, this is the point of me even talking about this, is not to get into politics, but to talk about these attitudes, these perceptions that are being promoted by people in authority, you know, uh, in this case, a senator, that just once again reinforces the well you know there's nothing i can do it's the third party in this situation you know it's those corporations there's just i mean there's nothing i can do I, what was me what was me it's not me I, I there's there's no way i can do anything here but that it is that's just simply not true that that's factually <laughs> it's factually not true in this exact situation where what's being you know uh, what's being tried to, you know, spread via thought process is, well, you know, there's nothing that can be done here. Poor, poor people. It's, you know, the this external force known as corporations, and they're just, uh, they're just making life so difficult. And for me, it's no, no. There, there's actually opportunity there if you have the right mindset for opportunity. And that's the whole idea of this. Let's build wealth. Let's take control of our lives. Let's be in charge of our lives and not look at things like this. And again, I'm not getting political here. Um, and in this case, we're talking about a Republican senator. Um, you know, I've talked about I've talked about both sides of the aisle. So this has nothing to do with Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Green Party, Tea Party, uh, whatever other parties are out there, Communist Party. But the article is this GOP Senator Marco Rubio takes aim at stock buybacks, an issue under attack by Democrats. So again, we're talking, I mean, now it's under attack by both sides. And it's just, like I said, my problem with it is the thought process that it promotes, the victim mentality that it approaches, the, the mentality of let's just focus on the problem. Let's just focus on the problem. Not, well, is there any way I could benefit from this? That's never it. It's it's always, nope, there's no way the common folk can benefit. There absolutely is. Now, that doesn't mean that the common folk really maybe understands how they could, but hey, here I am. 
Here this is. If you're not aware, well, then guess what? You, you no longer are going to have the excuse after listening to this podcast here. But let, let me find the quote here. But it just goes all about, at, at, at a core, what some people are, are, are upset about is that stocks, publicly traded companies, you know, they offer a stock and you can get involved, but they're using money to, to buy back their own stock. Now, why would they buy back their stock? Well, that, that could prevent their stock from going down in price. And in some cases, it, it could actually cause their stock to go up in price. And you're thinking, oh, stock, you know. It's, but that's, that's what a buyback is, is the company is allowed to buy back its own stock. And again, the results of that would be either preventing the price from going down, or in some cases, it's gonna cause the price to go up higher. So that's just the, the very you know upper level kind of idea here of, of what's being under attack, our stock buybacks. We should start to limit stock buybacks. And there's been a plan revealed uh, that would, I'll just read, so from the article, and this comes from CNBC, the plan unveiled Tuesday would eliminate the preferential tax treatment of share repurchases as a way to discourage that behavior. Instead of falling under capital gains rate, they would be taxed as dividends, which are subject to a wide range of rates. And this is just the scariest, I mean, Rubio is the chairman of the Small Business Committee, which is re releasing a report on the issue today. It argues equal rates would be remove companies' incentives to buy and hold, or to buy back stock in the first place. I mean, to, so somebody that's promoting this, this is the worst attitude ever to promote when you're on a small business committee. Like, what in the world is going on? These are the people that are on small business committees, and then they're they're you know promoting such such narrow-minded views on things. So let me find the actual quote and then I'll try to prevent my blood from boiling too much. So here it is, and I quote, when corporations use profits, so like their own money that people voluntarily gave them, but I won't go down that rabbit hole, when cor corporations use profits for stock buybacks, it's deciding that returning capital to shareholders is better for business than investing in their products or workers. What a load of crap and an absolute lie. So very misleading. How is that misleading? Well, you hear the word shareholders, and I get it. So they're returning capital to shareholders, meaning, hey, you are a shareholder, and stock buybacks can either prevent your shares, share and stock, they're the same thing, can prevent your shares from going down in price or it can cause your shares stock, again, the same thing, to go up in price. So yes, that is what Rubio is saying. You know what, they're just, they're returning capital to shareholders. And they think, you know what, returning, share, returning money to people that have taken risk with us, because that's what you are. If you buy a stock, you are taking a risk in that company, because that stock could go down and you could lose money. So when a, when a corporation decides to reward people that were willing to take a risk with them, apparently that's a bad thing. But here's the main problem. He's making it sound like, well, it's better for business compared to, you know, better than investing in their products or workers. Well, first off, if you have profit, if you have extra cash, then that might have something to do with a product. And you probably have a good product, you have a good service out there. And I'm sure these companies are already investing some of it in there. 
there is a point where it's like, you know, we don't we need to calm down. We don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. But the main problem is this, workers. In other words, Rubio is trying to portray that there is three, you know, there are, you know, different parties out there. You have shareholders and then you have workers, and that they they are two separate identities or entities. And they are two separate entities, but here's the thing. A worker can become a shareholder. There is nothing illegal about a worker wanting to buy stock in that company, or there is nothing illegal about any sort of worker buying a stock in any company. And when you be when you buy a stock, that turns you into a shareholder. And what is what is Rubio saying? Well, they're deciding to return capital. In other words, they're deciding to add value, give value to shareholders. But Clay, did you just say that a worker could become a shareholder if they wanted to? Absolutely. So in other words, this perceived problem, anybody it's open for everybody to benefit from it. There's nothing prevent now if this all said, if there is a law out there that said and workers are not allowed to become shareholders, then you know what? I I agree with you Marco Rubio. You are 100% right. That's messed up that the companies are adding value to shareholders that workers are, are, are not able to become. But no, that's not the case. That's not how it works. That's the beautiful thing about the stock market because you can become a shareholder of any company that you want. And yes, there is risk involved with that because there's no guarantee that that stock price is going to rise in value. But you know what? Again, that's why, how can you be mad at a corporation for deciding to reward people that were willing to take a risk with them? Instead of just sitting here, well, you know, people that don't take any risk should be rewarded. That's what that's saying. That what a that's a terrible mentality. What makes somebody else that has taken no risk? Well, you know what? What about the workers? They yeah. What about them? Are they working for free? Now, if if again, what is their risk? Their risk as a worker is I show up on time, and then I don't get paid. That is a risk. But if they get paid, guess what? They don't have any risk. Their risk has already been accounted for. They have received a paycheck. Well, they could be making more. Uh, maybe. I don't. I don't know. They they could also just go and learn a new skill set. If 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 they want to make more, there's nothing wrong with that at all. In fact, I would say I commend you for wanting to make more. The next question becomes, what can I do to make more? And the answer to that may be, well, I got to learn a new skill. Maybe I have to learn a skill because that skill is actually paying what I think I should be making. And that's awesome, that's good, that's what you want. I want people to wanna make more. But that doesn't mean that somebody else just gives you more money when because they're choosing to reward somebody else that has taken on risk. And not to mention, don't forget the fact that you have the opportunity to become a shareholder. So when politicians do this, when Rubio is doing this right now and implying that somehow there's a, a, a big difference between shareholders and workers, that's not true because a shareholder could be a worker. Therefore, the worker is benefiting from these stock buybacks because guess what is growing? Their retirement account, their 401k account, their IRA account, their wealth is building because of these stock buybacks. Now, if they choose to take paychecks and paychecks and paychecks and go out there and spend it on anything else rather than set a portion of that and, oh, I don't know, save it, invest it, try to invest into your future, well, that's on them. Nobody's forcing them to not invest. So it's not a matter of shareholders and workers being 
you know, north and south. No, a worker can become a shareholder if they choose. Sure, you have to save money. Sure, you have to set money aside. Sure, maybe you need to have a plan for your finances. Sure, sorry to use the B word. Sure, maybe you need to have a budget, but hey, there is power in a plan. There is power in a strategy for your finances. And one of those components should be investing, should be growing wealth. Why? Because, well, things like this happen. Companies buy back their stock. And when they buy back their stock, that's actually good for you as a shareholder if you turn yourself into a shareholder, which again is open and available for everybody. So don't focus on the problem of, well, they're not giving it to its workers. Why? Why do they have to give to their workers? They're already paying their workers a paycheck. If their workers want more, invest. Invest in that company. Become a shareholder. And the problem works itself out just fine. So once again, it's this whole scapegoat of a and Republican Democrat. It's this scapegoat mentality of it's always some third party and nothing can be done of it. Done about it. Why is it Ruby out there saying, hey, you know what? I get it. I get it, buybacks are not money directly into your pocket as a worker, I get it. But buybacks do cause stocks to rise. They do value shareholders, but you know what? Hey, especially in this day and age of technology, the internet, you can very easily become a shareholder in this company that's doing a bunch of stock buybacks, and then you will benefit from it because your money will grow and that's the cool part is with investing, with these buybacks, if a worker actually became a shareholder, this is where the, you're, you're, you make money for doing nothing. Sure, now I shouldn't say you do nothing because you do take on risk by investing because stocks are, well, risky in nature. So, but besides taking that risk, you don't do anything. You don't have to go into work for any more hours. You don't have to break a sweat. I mean, besides taking that risk, you do absolutely nothing and guess what? you're making money, you're making more money because of these buybacks. Does that sound so bad to be making money while you sleep, to be making money while you're sitting on the couch, to be making money doing anything, doing not a single bit of labor at all because the company or not necessarily the company that has hired you or another company that you've invested in that you've taken a risk with is doing stock buybacks? Is that really evil? I think that's actually quite polite. I think that's great that companies reward shareholders for taking a risk by buying back their stock. Well, they just do it so the so management can, you know, get the price up so that they can listen. There's profits. The management has created those profits. How do you create profits? They've they've created apparently some sort of product or service that people want to buy, which is always the funny part about the wealthy people are evil. The wealthy How do you think they got wealthy? Now, yeah, I, I get it. There's like a small percentage that inherited their wealth. But how do you think, you know, one of a guy, Jeff Bezos, the the richest guy in the world, how did he get wealthy? I mean, I don't know. He created this thing called Amazon. And Amazon's, Amazon's got Amazon Prime, two-day shipping. They have like any product in the world on that site. And their, their prices are about as competitive and as low as it gets. And they have awesome customer service. If you don't like something, don't worry about it. Send it back. Full refund. I mean, it, it, it's not very shocking that a wealthy person got wealthy by offering what is a beautiful service. And it's always the funny part. A lot of people that I see complain about the wealthy, the wealthy. So you've never shopped on Amazon? 
because the wealthiest guy in the world created Amazon. So if, if you're really that against wealthy people, you better not be shopping at Amazon because that that makes you kind of like a massive hypocrite to, to be so against the wealthy, yet you are making them wealthy. And that's okay because if somebody offers you a great product like Amazon is, well then, I'm, I'm more than happy to give you some money because this is a great product. I liked Amazon Prime. I like two-day shipping. I love the fact that, uh, or I'll speak for my wife, I know my wife loves the fact that if she orders something and it doesn't quite work out like fit piece of clothing, that she can send it back, get the printing label, print it out, no big deal at all, full refund, move on. I mean, that's, that's a great user experience and people are willing to pay for that user experience. So this whole attitude about, oh, it's the corporations, oh, it's the wealthy, oh, it's the, why not of, hey, you know what? It is the corporations, it is the wealthy, but you know what? Here's how you take advantage of the situation. Here's how you can benefit from the situation, particularly you know with the corporations. The corporations are rewarding the shareholders. So instead of saying, oh, it's the evil corporations and the evil shareholders, the wealthy people, the people that I want, the way I want you to think is, well, is there a way I can become a shareholder? If so, how? And there is. You gotta get involved in investing. And this is not a sales pitch. Yes, I, I, I do have another business that involves the stock market. And I'm not even gonna you know, bring up any links or anything like that, because I'm not trying to sell you anything. All I'm trying to sell you is the mindset of, okay, corporations are rewarding shareholders. Shareholders are benefiting because their money is growing. Is there a way I can become a shareholder? That's how you need to think. Not all those evil corporations. They're screwing over the workers. No. The only way they would be screwing over the workers is if those workers were not allowed to become shareholders. But that's just not the case. So I don't know. Do, do some thinking. Where do you stand in regards to this topic? And I should say the topic of just your thought process. Are you looking for how can I benefit from it? Or are you just, oh, it's that third party, you know, it's their fault and they need to just, you know, no. And I'm sorry, but how do I benefit from it? Well, ban stock buybacks and just give me money directly into my pocket. Once more, that is, that is immoral. How is that immoral? Because what gives you the right to having more money when you've taken no risk? You have been paid for your risk. Your risk was your time, showing up, doing the labor. And as long as you get paid, then your risk has been fulfilled. You, don't, you haven't taken any risk. You've gotten an amount that you've agreed to. That's it, end of story. There are other people out there that are taking on a risk by becoming a shareholder and saying, you know what, I realized that this $100 could all of a sudden become $75 and I just lost money. That, that, those people should be rewarded. But this whole mentality of people that take zero risk should automatically now get more and more money. Based, I'm sorry, but that, that, to me that is very immoral when you, are for, when you are taking away rewards from people that have taken risk in the first place. I get it. Well, you know, it's just, well, that's the irony here is, well, the moral thing to do is to give these big corporations need to give money to their workers. They do. They do do that. In fact, like I said, I get it. I've repeated this, but that's the part that blows my mind is they are pre they are giving an opportunity. They are presenting an opportunity for their workers to actually make money while they sleep, 
to make money while they sit on the couch because their stock values are rising. And when their stock values rise, that means their retirement accounts rise, their investing accounts rise, and they have done nothing other than take that risk. But it is a risk. It can be difficult to take a risk. So that is where I stand on things. And like I said, I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. It's not an aisle issue. It's not a political issue. It's a thought process issue. It's a, what is your thought process? What is your logic through thinking through things? And I hope you're on board with the, okay, shareholders are benefiting from this. How do I, is there a way I can become a shareholder? If so, how? That's how you need to approach this pro, the problem. Not throw a, a, a temper tantrum and, and it's everybody, it's all these evil people. That's that's not how it works. So let me know your thoughts though. I don't know, I, I don't proclaim to know it all, but that's kind of how I view this and I, I can't stand when people are, like I said, to be fair to Marco Rubio, I, I don't know his intent, but that's very misleading the way he's setting this up in terms of making it seem like shareholders and, and workers are, are separate entities and there's no way that, uh, you know, that they can be combined, but they can be combined. And that's just a, a very, I don't know, that, that's not a very open and transparent way to go about it. I mean, had he thrown in anything about, hey, you know, workers have the opportunity to become shareholders. Well, I mean, he wouldn't do that because that changes the entire framework of what he's trying to imply is going on. So it is what it is, but I, I saw that article, I read the quote and I thought, oh, here we go again. Here we go again, but hey, here I go again talking about this topic. So now you know, if shareholders are gaining value, don't worry about it. You can become a shareholder especially in the day and age of the internet. You gotta just you know open up, get a hold of me if you wanna learn more. I mean, I'd be happy to, to point you to some, some references about how you can start to you know get involved in the stock market and become a shareholder. But that's the key, become a shareholder. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. Before I go, I wanna just make your attention to a few things. First off, if you enjoyed the show, then make sure to help us out in the iTunes, especially if you could leave us a rating, that goes a long way and just assists me in getting the word out there and I, I genuinely would appreciate it. Second, if you find yourself either in debt or just feeling like your, your personal finances are kind of out of control or could be much more efficient, then I would encourage you to go to moneywithclay.com and check out the slab money method. That is the course that I put together as a former process engineer that outlined every single step, step by step by step with documentation, with forms to fill out, that'll put you on the path, the exact path I used to pay off $163,000 of debt and get myself to the point where not only am I debt free, but I am now able to build wealth and build wealth in an efficient uh, manner. So if you're curious and interested in that, again, moneywithclay.com and that is the slab money method. And no, this is not all some massive sales pitch when I say that it works, it truly does. And I back that up with more than words. My action behind those words is that course comes with a one year money back guarantee. So if you try it out and you're not making any progress, you're not seeing any progress, then I will refund you the cost of the course, which is very minimal to begin with. And then finally, make sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, just look up for Money With Clay and you will see us there. Again, thanks for hanging out. I'll see you back next episode.